Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. In this episode of CareCast, Roland and I will discuss a new public opinion poll indicating a big increase in Americans who consider themselves pro-life and what this means and doesn't mean for the pro-life movement. Roland, so you know that there was a, a Marist poll yes. that just came out uh, that says that more Americans than ever, or at least in recent memory, are now identifying as pro-life. Mm-hmm. Uh, the poll found that Americans are now as likely to identify as pro-life as they are pro-choice, which is about 47% each. Now, the thing that makes that pretty remarkable is that just a month earlier, the same Marist poll found that there was actually a 17-point gap between those who identified as pro-choice, which was 55%, and those who identified as pro-life, which was 38%. So in a one-month period, basically from January to February, a 17-point gap was closed. Now, obviously, experts are attributing to this to many of the, the ext- what would be called, I guess from our perspective at least, extreme pro Uh, pro-abortion laws that were passed and pro-abortion statements that were made by legislators around the country uh, justifying infanticide, uh, allowing abortions up to the moment of birth, etc. And I think for a lot of people, it's sort of those kind of middle grounders who were kind of, as you would say, pro-choice light, Mm kind of opened their eyes to the reality of what the pro-choice movement actually is going for, which is, you know, abortions everywhere for everyone at all times, that sort of thing. And actually caused a shift in many of those people to now say that they are pro-life. Yeah, and that's really fantastic news Mm -hmm. that uh, people are sort of connecting the dots Mm -hmm. between uh, between, uh, these statements that uh, these politicians and others, and and frankly, there are a lot of, you know, celebrity types and others that were sort of parroting the the same perspective, you know, an unwillingness to to Mm -hmm. call out um, the Virginia governor on on things that he said Mm -hmm. and and things of that nature. And, um, you know, so it's good that people are connecting the the dots there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and and it's it's not a bad thing for more people to kind of think about this issue and to kind of think of themselves as generally being more pro-life. Uh, than pro-choice, so that's definitely good news. But you know, we're we're like a bucket of cold water here, Roland. Uh, yeah, we know. we try not to be. Actually, we're not. We're going to end this on a very positive note. Yes. But just to kind of go a little we're, bit we're, off. We are, we are a voice of caution. A voice of caution. That's good. Yes. A voice of reason and caution. Yes. And, um, yes. and a very and it that's in a cold bucket. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> that has water in it. Yeah, right. Right. Yes. I, it's ice cold, but <laughs> but we're not actually the bucket. We're no. just in, in the bucket or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we just want to make sure that folks uh, understand that, um, you know, we have to kind of proceed cautiously yeah. and proceed, you know, biblically and with a sort of a balanced perspective around these things. And um, and we're you know we're really informed here at CareNet, obviously, by our pro abundant life vision. And we really kind of want to, you know, we see the word pro life now, and I, at least I know for myself, I've sort of been trained to kind of look at that word pro life and really think about well, what does it actually mean to be pro abundant life? Right. And to kind of embrace the fullness of that term. Uh, rather than just kind of like these more loaded terms that have come to mean different things to different people. And so our so our we have a couple of cautions around this new data. Right. Um, so for one thing, if our if our nation's opposition to abortion is based upon our dislike of late term abortions, we're only going to get so far. Right. Like if we're basically all willing to kind of get on board and agree that, yes, all late-term abortions should immediately be made illegal, and abortion doctors or providers who do those should be punished. Right. If we all agreed on that, that would eliminate 
a very, very small percentage of abortions. I mean, I think abortions... And that are, we're, but we're not saying you shouldn't do that. Well, we should. Yeah, absolutely. And right. that, that should happen. Absolutely, 100%. Right, right. We should make those illegal. But it would only eliminate about 1.2% of abortions that are considered late term, right? right. Um, so we'd still have 90-something, 97, 98% of all abortions would still be legal. So if this fervor around, you know, more folks becoming pro-life is simply based on opposition yeah. to late-term abortion, it's not necessarily going to get us very far, at least legally, right? That's right. Yeah, so, and, it, it's, and viewing it as a first step. Yeah, and a it's con- a great first step. A great first step and a conversation starter yeah. with folks mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. and then you have to sort of, like, you have to then start asking the why question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why do you have a problem with a child that's being aborted in the third trimester? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or why yeah, yeah. do you have a problem? Like, what's the why behind that? Right. And if those whys are also applicable to right. first and second trimester abortions, then maybe you can sort of help people see that. That's right. Well, if you're opposed to these, you should probably be opposed to all these two. Exactly. And it yeah. really does come. It does come down to that point because, you know, the, the, the you know, the, you know, the baby is no more human. Mm hmm you know, in the third trimester than it is in the first trimester. Right, right. I mean, it's just yeah. it's just as human. Yeah. It's not like a tree in the first trimester and yes. then it, you know, becomes a human magically exactly. somewhere during the pregnancy. Yeah. yeah. And one of the best explanations I read years ago, and this is one of the ways that you can kind of get people to kind of sort of think through that, is that I think one of the things that people have sort of been trained or sort of a misconception, I'll say better, mm-hmm. uh, that people maybe have allowed themselves to be trained to mm-hmm. kind of use when mm-hmm. they think about human development is they think that that children are constructed right as opposed to children develop right right so you, you don't construct a child like you construct a Chevy right 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 so right. it starts on an assembly line right, right and then right. you put the wheels on and this and then you paint it at the end it's a Chevy right 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 but and so at what point is it actually a Chevy right when there's just like a chassis with no wheels and no engine is that, it, it, right you're just saying oh, it's, it's a very a, different thing and, than a car right exactly and the reason that you know that it's it's not a Chevy until it comes off the, the line and they put the plate on it mm-hmm. like the Chevy plate on yeah, it right yeah, yeah. is because at any point along that process it could be something else right that's true that's good right yeah, so yeah. If, if I get through and I say you know what I need toasters yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> We've got a war going on here. I need guns. Yeah, yeah. You can take whatever you started to yeah. construct. Or, or a tank, yeah. Right, yeah. and I melt it down and I make it something or else. Or even a different brand of car. A different yeah, brand of yeah. car. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so people a lot of times think about human development the same way, that mm-hmm. somehow the baby, like it's not like you're putting the arms on, the legs on. Like, yeah, that's like not one the part way, of the time, you know, right? Even, though, even when it's at, at its most sort of smallest yeah. state. Mm-hmm. No, because children, unlike Chevys, they're not constructed. They develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They develop. So it has all of its humanity mm-hmm. at the point of conception. Right. And in fact, it can't be anything else than what it is. Right. Right. So instead of a, a child is just being revealed in the fullness of time, mm-hmm. which is a very, which, very sort of like a Polaroid picture, right? And that's what ways think about it. Yeah. Like some folks remember Polaroids. I think a lot of even the young folks. Yeah. They kind, they've kind of made a comeback. Yeah. My son took a picture of me with a Polaroid a couple of days ago. And, and he's <laughs> In his thirties, and yeah. I was like, "Whoa, where'd you get that old thing?" Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, this is so cool." I'm yeah, like, we used to do that years ago. By <laughs> the seventies, <way>. right? <laughs> I know. Yeah. But here's the thing: if if he took a picture of me with the Polaroid mm-hmm. camera, mm-hmm. right? And if you remember, with the Polaroid camera, the film comes out, and it's just a black glob, mm-hmm. right? And he takes this picture, and he's like, "Oh yeah." And I walk over to the picture, I say, "Look at that! I don't see anything here." And I just take my hands and just rub it through. He's like, "What you do? You just ruined my picture." Mm-hmm. I'm all I saw there was was just a black. Yeah, just nothing. There's nothing there's there. There's nothing there. He said, no, 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 no. He would say, what? Yeah. 
it it's going to develop into that, yes. and it can't be anything else. That and when he yeah. takes it, other than that, rather, he takes a picture of me. It can't be something else. Yeah. It can only be what he took a picture of. Yeah, right. That's a good way to think about human development, right? Because it has all of the essence of what it is mm-hmm. from day one, from, from day moment, one, from second one, from second one. So this this starting point. Yeah. Is where you have to you start. This is great that we got people thinking now. Wow! But then you have to ask why. Mm-hmm. Right. Why is it that you find that so problematic? Right. Right. Why is that? Yep. Well, it's a and as you start to walk them back, yeah. then you can start to help them see that's right because what you're really talking about and which you which you intuitively understand, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. is that you know you have to tu- intuitively understand rather is that children are not constructed; mm-hmm. they develop. Right. They it's can't really be anything yeah. else than what they are. Yeah, I like and that. And therefore, if that child is fully human at nine months, mm-hmm. then that child is still fully human at nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You see totally. what I'm saying? And, absolutely. And, and it's a conversation starter. But if we don't start, but if we don't use it as a conversation starter, mm-hmm. if we like spike the football and say touchdown, we, right, 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 then yeah. You're, yeah. you're never going to get there yeah. because all that means is just look, just make sure you abort your children earlier. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's yeah. all. Everything must go. Yeah, Again, right. consumer way of thinking about it. It's right. like, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. no longer doing this kind of business, yeah. so you yeah. better. Yeah. We're closing the, the dealership sa- the sale here. sale ends this Friday, so you better buy now. That's right. Yeah. Buy yeah. now. Get, exactly. Yeah. And that's well, the way that Planned Parenthood and, and, and the other abortion providers were marketed mm-hmm. because they think that abortion is a, cons- a morally neutral consumer product that women want to need. Yeah. So uh, what uh-huh. would you do? If you had some inventory or some technique that could no longer be used or whatever it is, and you're a consumer mm-hmm. marketer, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Get it now. Yeah, yeah. Get it now. Yeah. So absolutely. it just shifts it. Absolutely. Yeah. And we should make sure that we're using this that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a that's a great point. And, and, and it kind of applies to this second point I wanted to make as well, which is, um, you know, the, the, we don't want to fall into the trap of having kind of this new this new passion or fervor around, you know, pro-lifeness <laughs> um, mm-hmm. just simply translate into more political fights. Right. Yes. Exactly. Um, we need the political fights. They're important and necessary, and they have to happen. And we need to have obviously political victories that take place. But if 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 this shift in public opinion produces nothing but that, then it's going to get again be a missed opportunity. Absolutely right. Because really, again, from a pro abundant life perspective, we want we want compassion, right? Right. We want people to take that that passion and, and fervor around being pro-life and turn that into compassion for the vulnerable, right? Compassion for women and men who are considering abortion. Compassion for women and men who have experienced abortion in their past and need healing. And obviously compassion for the unborn. Um, and that's obviously what CareNet yeah. does, right? That, that's our that's our business, if you, if you exactly. want to call it that, is, is, is providing that sort of care and support and love to people who need help. And Again, you know, just here's here's my little CareNet pitch, or, or I suppose, but we have great tools on our website yeah. and on our blog that people can get access to to kind of help them turn that pro-life passion into action. Yes. So we have a course called Pro-Life 101, completely free video, video-based video course that you can just get from us, and it'll help you sort of kind of turn these pro-life beliefs into some pro-life action that will actually help real people. That's right. And, and, we, and again, using how we think about it yeah. as well in terms of getting to the why. Well, why do women, women want abortions to begin with and why uh, do, do men support that? Mm-hmm. And really addressing the why. And what we find is, you know, when you really think about it, it's really tied to missing support. Yep. You know, when yep. you, you, you know, she doesn't have the support that she needs. So we can't just be focused on from conception to birth, right? Which is, you know, what we, pregnancy centers can do, which is a key part of our work. Because there needs to be a handoff mm-hmm. for that additional mm-hmm. support uh, that, that that women and, and men need, which is where the involvement for 
other people is very important, particularly those in the church and those in the community, to say, I'm going to come alongside you when you're facing this pregnancy decision and offer you compassion, hope, and help in certain Christian contexts, also discipleship. Mm-hmm. So, again, this is it, it, that's not the end. Mm-hmm. It's not just about saving a baby. It's about raising a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, and the pro-abundant life perspective really focuses on that a yeah. whole notion as you know you know god's design for family fathers and mothers united in marriage loving each other loving their child and loving god and and kind of articulating that high idea of trying to help folks uh, get to that point and even if she doesn't marry him at least having a situation where you help her relink fatherhood motherhood sex and marriage consistent with god's design mm-hmm. so the next time that she has an opportunity to have sex she views it through that lens mm-hmm. and the next time he has an opportunity to have sex mm-hmm. he views it through that lens because unlike the folks on the other side of the mm-hmm. issue or Planned mm-hmm. Parenthood, we don't want repeat clients. Right, right, our right, sign right. doesn't say, thank you, come again. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, our sign says, thank you, don't come again. In other words, we don't want you to come in the same state. Mm-hmm. You can come as you are, but we don't want you to stay as you came. Mm-hmm. Right, right, Whereas right. when you have a consumer way of thinking about things, no, come as you are and stay exactly as you came because yeah, yeah. I want you to come back again and again and again. That's mm-hmm. the difference between a, a transactional business mm-hmm. and a transformational ministry. Mm-hmm. So having a pro-abundant life perspective, mm-hmm. it really links this whole notion of God's design for family mm-hmm. and then also God's call to discipleship, yeah. which is really the gospel of Jesus Christ and the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is what transforms lives. And that's key to what it means to be pro-abundant life. So we need to use this opportunity to kind of lead people into a yeah. perspective of having that kind of conversation. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's, I think that's a perfect way to kind of end, end this conversation. Again, tur- you know, turning that pro-life pr- passion into pro-abundant life passion. So, Amen. And that's our, that's our mission here. Indeed. All right. We hope you enjoyed our discussion about the new Marist poll on pro-life sentiment in the United States. In next week's episode, Rollin and I will discuss Unplanned, a new movie coming out on March 28th about the life of former abortion worker and current pro-life champion, Abby Johnson, and what this movie has to say about being pro-abundant life.